We're back for Trap Game Thursday. There are a lot of good teams playing, every single one in the ACC, mind you. The best game could potentially be the rivals, Florida State and Miami, or could Louisville find themselves trying to win back-to-back games? James Madison might have to have a conversation. It's all good things for Trap Game Thursday with Alex Dono of Locked On Canes. Let's get into it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Alex Dono from Locked on Cadence. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. We're rocking and rolling here. Going over Trap Game Thursday, there's a lot of good games, mainly because all of the ACC teams are playing, which is always nice, but always makes a case for who can step up in big ways because we know in Week 10, this is a big one for a lot of programs who are trying to say, can we turn the corner? Can we finish on a strong note? Or can we just get to next season by any means necessary? Alex, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Uh, we've got a full slate of ACC games. No bye weeks, I don't think, this time <laughs> around. Everybody's in action, so this is going to yeah. be a good one. A thousand percent. Let's get right into it. We're starting out with some Friday night lights. Duke will take on Boston College. And while Boston College hasn't had quite the season that we're expecting, we've seen Duke before kind of trip up against bad teams. They lost against a Georgia Tech program with an interim head coach. And while Boston College might not have all the horses in the stable and they're using, you know, walk-ons when it comes to that offensive line, I don't want Duke to take them too lightly because that's how they could potentially get trapped up here. What are your thoughts on this Friday night matchup? Yeah, I mean, Duke are big favorites in this one, Candace, as they should be, nine and a half points, because Boston College, not very good. And Duke is pretty good this year, as we've talked about. But anytime you're in a road game in the meaty part of the ACC schedule, because they're playing this one in Chestnut Hill, it is always a trap game, especially in a season like this, right? And and you mentioned, I, I think the big one is, you can't say that Duke, for as experienced of a team as they might be, and I saw it firsthand when they beat the brakes off Miami a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> how dangerous Drake May can be. And they've got this defense that uh, they just have this knack for forcing fumbles. I think they've forced like 14, 15 fumbles on the season, so they can create plays where plays shouldn't exist. Like, Duke is really good, but... Uh, Over the years, Candace, I've seen it happen to Miami when Miami was really good many, many years ago that it's always tough in November to travel to Chestnut Hill and win a game. They're always going to make it difficult for you. So I'm looking at Duke being favored by nine and a half points. I think it's too much. I think they have the far better talent, the far better team, but it would not surprise me whatsoever if this game is kind of close and kind of ugly into the fourth quarter. And that's where I think just Duke uh, just being the better team. They should be the ones to kind of ride that wave in the fourth quarter, but I don't think this is going to be a cakewalk for them. A thousand percent. And you know, I have one game until I ended up getting, if Duke gets six wins on the season, I get $150 from both Kenton and Drizzy Drake. 
Okay, that's the bet we made at the beginning of the season. And it's because I have this bet going that it's going to be down to the nail-biting fourth quarter because they're going to make me sweat. So I'm hoping that I get to game six, but we all know, like, when you want something so bad, it's always where you get tripped up. So, like, Eagles, you know, I'm rooting for you for AJ's sake, but I'm hoping it doesn't come through for my own selfish regard. So there's that. Let's all go into straight into Saturday's matchup, North Carolina and Virginia. North Carolina always seems to stumble around this end of October, early November mark. And Virginia team is one where, yes, they don't necessarily have the horse in the stable, but they love nothing more than have shootouts with North Carolina. We saw it last season with Brendan Armstrong and Sam Howell. I think this won't be any different. However, I'm giving the edge to North Carolina, who seems super focused. They seem like they're on their path to winning the Coastal, but that's because the Coastal is crazy. Yeah. You know, anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I think UNC might be, like, immune this year to the crazy Coastal bug because every week when I think that this, hey, this may be a trap game, this may be the one they lose, they just keep winning. Like, they're 4-0 yeah. in conference play. If they win – on Saturday, this would be a four-game winning streak for them. As crazy as it may sound, they haven't had a four-game winning streak in the Mac Brown, or at least in the return of the Mac Brown era. This version of it, you know, they I think there was one year 2019 into 2020 where they won three straight games to end one season and three straight to start the next one, but they've never won four consecutive games under Mac in a season. So I think that's something to look at here. Yeah. Uh I, I can make one guarantee for this game. Virginia will score more than six points in regulation this week. I think they're going to do that. But I also think that they're going to be soundly beaten, which was, you know, and, and I, I got to talk about that. Please. That weird, you know, Virginia and Miami last week was. Yeah. Um, I, four I guess overtimes? Only, four? Which was like the four overtimes you don't want. And I didn't think it was mathematically possible to have a 14 to 12 final score in four overtimes. Like you would have thought that that's a quarter, right? That's yeah. not four order. That's a first quarter, not four overtimes. Yeah. Uh, that, that was just this game where Miami couldn't do anything offensively because uh, Jake Garcia, who was starting in place of Tyler Van Dyke, struggling uh just the offense couldn't really couldn't do anything outside of uh, henry Parrish having a decent game on the ground and credit to yeah. virginia's defense yeah big credit to miami's defense as well because uh you know they they bent a few times they never broke yeah but night both of the, it, those offenses set college football back to the leather helmet era like it was <laughs> it was one of the most ugly offensive games uh, obviously, you know, North Carolina's defense has given up some points this year. Their offense yeah. is arguably the best in the conference. So I think this is going to be a pretty high scoring game. I'm looking at the over under it's 60 and a half points, which is yeah. a lot considering I don't think Vegas expects Virginia to score very many points. So North Carolina is probably gonna have to score about 40 of those points for themselves. And I think they will. Yeah. Um, I guess you could call it a trap game because again, it's a road coastal game in november things can get weird but i could see north carolina winning this game by about three touchdowns and you know i really want that to be true and i buy it in i'm using us as pronouns and we together with north carolina i'm, I'm on the train but something tells me there's gonna be one more hiccup like one more hurdle that we have to overcome before i truly buy in i think it's gonna be this game or georgia tech i can't quite decide but there's gonna be one where you're like I just I need that back. So that's that's I don't want Carolina to be too cocky going into the ACC championship. So if we're gonna stumble, I'd rather be Georgia Tech than Virginia. But here we are.
You know, I think I hopefully feel like they can push through. But speaking of Georgia Tech, they face off against Virginia Tech. There's not a trap game here. Like we just want everyone to have fun with this one. <laughs> like I, I don't know who to pick. I Is this game televised? Like dude, these teams are so bad. Like do do I have to get like one of those? I remember in the '90s when like my neighbors had a satellite dish that was like the size of like a boat yard and like. So yes. if ever you wanted to watch an obscure game, I had to go over to my neighbor's house. Like, is this game going to be on TV? It when is you've got not. Three and four, I, I figured three and five Georgia Tech and two and six Virginia Tech. I'm going to have to go to the game in person if I want to see this one. You absolutely are. It's on ESPN3, which is one of those games where you have to go to the internet, go down the rabbit hole and hope for the best. Like, maybe you get blacked out. Maybe you don't. You know, it's one of those situations where yeah, you're that, a that's die the hard. Thing. No matter where you live, ESPN3, it's always blocked locally. Like, I, I'm like, I'm not anywhere near where, where it's supposed to be blocked like it happens to be every week absolutely and I think for the Hokies like if anything this game for both teams really is about pride right at some point we're just playing for pride we know that we have some some sort of horse in the stable with Virginia Tech I'm hoping this is a bounce back because they should have won that NC State game right like you go up 21 to 3 you have everything in front of you and if there was an ever a time to just like regroup and figure out that you have the talent you clearly have an offense that can compete against a good defense which Georgia Tech can be at times and shows flashes this is the game that I just really want Virginia Tech at home to, to, to compete at any level not at all costs like that's what I'm rooting for Virginia Tech on this one I can't lie yeah yeah. No, I'm 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 just rooting for uh, I, I'm I'm rooting for some sort of entertainment value is all <laughs> is all I'm trying to get here. I, yeah. I think I'm actually rooting for Georgia Tech in a weird okay. way. I don't I don't know it is because like before the season started, I just thought Georgia Tech and and I, Virginia Tech has probably been this and Virginia are really bad, but I thought Georgia Tech would be bar none the worst team in the conference they've gotten a couple of decent wins so i'd like to see them do something here yeah a thousand percent agree here all right guys before we get into a couple more of these trap games want to remind you guys about simply safe if you thought about securing your home with home security but you've been putting it off you want to listen up right now locked on acc Locked on ACC listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here is why I love it. It's absolutely a great opportunity to just keep me and my family safe each and every time we leave and come back home. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology. Fast Protect technology, yeah, there we go, exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority response from the police. Don't miss your chance to save big on the security system. Only one that I truly recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on ACC today. This is your biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We're rocking and rolling here with Alex Dotto of Locked On Canes each and every day. You can hear him talk about all things Miami. I know he's got some great football content, but basketball is around the corner. I'm looking forward to hearing that, especially because I love me some Coach Laranega, and I'm excited for their season after a really good one last year. Hoping, hope, hopefully they can surprise us again going into this bad boy. We're talking about surprises, though. Syracuse has been a pleasant surprise this season. They're facing off against Pitt. 
a pit team that could use a little, you know, emotional pick me up after that Carolina judging last week. Number 20 pit lost to Notre Dame, but here we are. How can Syracuse not let Pitt take this game away from them with Izzy Abinaconda, who is having a lights out year? The crazy thing about this game is I think it's a trap game, but I'm not sure for who, because (laughs) even though like Syracuse, they are the ranked team. Pittsburgh is unranked and yet Pittsburgh is favored at home by three and a half points. And one of like the interesting trends you find usually in college football, obviously there are no absolutes in everything in anything, but usually in college football, when you've got, an unranked team favored at home against a ranked team. There's usually a reason for that. And they usually cover, Uh, you know, both these teams on two game losing skids. Uh, Syracuse has obviously been the better team this year, even though they got, they got little brothered by Notre Dame. The last time we saw them, they're they're not healthy right now. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with their quarterback situation. Like is Schrader, was he really injured or was he just benched and Babers didn't want to admit he was benched. Is he going to start this week? There's a weird dynamic going on there. Uh, Pittsburgh is the healthier team. They're the home team. Uh, Syracuse have been the better team for most of this year. I don't know if they're the better team right now, Candace. And and honestly, I think that maybe the biggest difference maker in this game is going to be a Banacanda that might end up being the guy that can carry Pittsburgh to victory. So uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe anytime there's a ranked team against an unranked team, you'd call it a trap game for the ranked team. If that's the case, I think, (laughs) I think Syracuse is going to fall into the trap this week. I I know I was very confident in Pitt a couple weeks ago. I think it was against Louisville and they failed that one miserably. So I've been (laughs) wrong about the Pitt Panthers before not long ago, but I think Pitt gets it done this week. You know, I'm really hoping to see some improvement from Keaton Slovis. I'm waiting for that one breakout game where we say, all right, this is why he transferred. This is why he's the guy. This is in Keaton we trust. We can make sure that he has given us at least 200 plus yards, you know, when it's all said and done. And then for Syracuse, I mean, losing Garrett Williams is huge. Garrett Schrader, we don't know if he's going to start. But Babers has had this quarterback issue for some time now where I think that's probably a reason why he doesn't want to come out and flatly say who's starting and who's not or who's injured and who's not. And a little bit of Syracuse's bubble started to get popped, right? Like, we we knew that they were winning, and we were all like, whoa, okay. We started to say, maybe they're not playing anybody. It was a little bit flated. But, you know, now that you're having to play some teams that have a little bit of talent behind them, you're having to back it up. They had a close matchup against Clemson. Didn't quite work out. You know, you have this Notre Dame game, which Notre Dame's clearly turned in the corner. You get a punch in the mouth. Can you bounce back? At least make it close. Like, I think I would respect Clemson respect Syracuse if it's a close matchup if they get blown out then it really is like all right you're glad you got your bowl game but still I don't know if Babers is going to be the guy moving forward despite the sixth win season because you feel like on paper you should be winning more right yeah but but, but sometimes I think you have to take a step back and say they weren't even supposed to be bowl eligible this year because I I think it was like a over under five and a half wins this season. So they've already exceeded expectations, but your, your point is well taken because they raised the bar so high for themselves that you're, it's like, Oh yeah. Cause and and they're still ranked today, but they've been ranked for, you know, with the last month. And so it's like, okay, well you're supposed to be even better than you've been the last couple of weeks. So I I don't know. I I think they can still take a step back and say, this is a job well done by Dino, but he's got to build on it next year. Yeah, true. And I hate that. Like sometimes the bar is in hell. So it's like, oh, there's nowhere to go but up. But it's like, yeah, we don't want to keep just saying like basic stuff is like, okay, and we can keep moving forward, especially if you want to be a competitive team here in the ACC. But speaking of Notre Dame, as we mentioned, they are on a tear. They face off against the undefeated Clemson 
who listen i think that clemson notre dame game is going to be one of the matchups of the weekend it's not necessarily a trap game for either because i think both teams are very talented but this clemson team can't get too caught up in their record they can't get too caught up in you know the acc teams that they've beaten so far i think they have to remain focused because this notre dame team to me wants nothing more than to take down clemson a team that has kind of embarrassed them in the past in recent years yeah i'm gonna call this a trap game for clemson okay uh, I, I think I think they're ready for it. Uh, I think they understand what's at stake here. And, you know, the last time these two teams met, it was, you know, no tre- Trevor Lawrence was out and it was still a good performance by DJ, but a Notre Dame victory. Uh, so there's definitely some recent history there and there's going to be a chip on the shoulder, I think, on both sides. But no- Notre Dame has impressed me uh, in recent weeks. Like I, I go back to the 0-2 start that they had, Candace, and uh, you know, a-, a good friend of mine is he's involved in the he's an he's an alum of Notre Dame. He's like a booster. He does all this stuff. And I remember asking him like at 0-2 start, like what's up with your team? He's like, I don't know if we'll win a game all year. He told me like they oh, the, the turnaround that they've had, like they're. I don't the transitive property doesn't really work for college football. But if you look at you know common opponent, um, you know Clemson struggled against Syracuse and Notre Dame just bullied them so I I don't know what that really counts for at the end of the day but you know Notre Dame big physical uh, I do believe that they are well coached even though people may have had their doubts over the lot over the first couple weeks of the year Uh, and you got to play in South Bend you know which was all you know historically one of the tougher places to play so uh, I I think this one's going to be close I I think you know Clemson's talent and their experience uh, I think is probably going to make the difference here this is another one I know I said this about one of the uh, one of the earlier games we talked about but I think it's another one that's going to come down to probably the final two or three possessions here I I think Notre Dame can make a game of this I absolutely believe it. I'd be I'd be interested to see if DJ stays in the whole game. If he starts to mess up, I understand he's the starter right now. But the famous th- saying is, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But how much are we right. going to keep playing the DJ starts, and then we're going to throw Caden when we don't feel like the DJ is doing the damn thing? Like, is it going to be one play? Is it one series? You know, is it a first half? Like, I I want to see how D- Dabo really has this dynamic going because from what we saw, you know, during the last matchup. Clemson definitely needed to have Cade in. DJ was not having a great game. Is that going to get with his psyche, though, especially playing a really good Notre Dame team? A lot of storylines here. Well, and that's a great point you bring up because, like, (laughs) sometimes people talk about quarterback and they're like, oh, treat it like any other position, right? Because at certain points in games, you might might pull out a defensive tackle for a different D tackle. You might, you know, you're going to be changing running backs all quarterback is a different position it, it, it's like it's like a pitcher right it's like a pitcher yep. or a hockey goalie like you psychologically a quarterback is not the same as a fullback or a running back you know when you start playing musical quarterbacks you do mess with someone's head a little bit that that dynamic is always a fragile one so I think that's a great point you bring up that that's another reason why I think the fighting Irish have a chance here right the yep. quarterback dynamic for Clemson has been weird has been weird. All right, guys, a couple more games here before we get out, especially the most important game here, as we know, for Alex Dono. We want to talk about every time that we get ready for a really huge matchup, sometimes you get in front of your TV, you're ready to go, you're with a group of friends, and you're noticing that you're sweating a little too hard. But let me tell you, I got something for you that'll help you get right for your game day. 
promise you if you try sweat block you won't be disappointed sweat block gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing underarm sweat even the sweat block wipes are featured and tested on the rachel ray show but firefighters, if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat and they get really excited during game day, you might want to throw them a little bit of this 20% promo code locked on at sweatblock.com because it's also available on Amazon. So make sure you get yourself right for game day. Let's remember, we don't want to be out of here stinking because that's just not cute in any capacity. So hit sweatblock.com 20% promo code when you use the word locked on. Wrapping up the show here, there's a couple more games that we have to dive into. James Madison and Louisville, the next one on our deck. Louisville, a team that came off a really big win against Wake Forest. My, oh, my, they showed that they really want Satterfield to keep his job, if nothing else. And now they're facing off against a really good 5-2 and two James Madison team. And I'm just sitting here saying, Louisville, don't embarrass the conference. Like, at least just, you know, hold on, play it good. But as you mentioned before we got here on air, it's going to be a good game for sure. Yeah, I think um, this year we've seen it more than in most years where sometimes these non-Power 5 teams are just sneaking up, you know, Marshall against Notre Dame, Middle Tennessee against Miami, Appalachian State against Texas A&M, obviously with Texas A&M and with Miami. I think we came to find out that those teams aren't who we thought they were going to be to start the season, especially Texas A&M. But, you know, that Appalachian State team that beat Texas A&M, James Madison beat them earlier this year. So I, I think more than ever, just with, with the transfer portal and players who were originally Power 5 guys transferring out of Power 5, I don't know, the, just the, the, the gap in talent is not what it used to be. So sometimes yeah. sometimes these Conference USA and Sunbelt teams can actually show up and really shock you. Yep. And so, you know, Louisville obviously should win this game, and they are at home, and they're favored by more than a touchdown. But these are the types of opponents that can make you sweat if you take it lightly. Because I think the definition of a trap game, when you have a game like this that comes in between two conference opponents, I, I think it's tempting to look past a team like James, James Madison. They can make you pay. A thousand percent can make you pay. I want to jump to one before we get to the final. Wake Forest and NC State is NC State's homecoming. The Demon Deacons are looking to, you know, save face here, save a season that's been very frustrating. It was an emotionally charged game last week, but now can they get things back in check and beat a Wolfpack team who is going to be playing at 8 p.m. with all of that home field advantage and figure out a way to win? And I think it's going to be hard for Sam Hartman and the boys. This feels like a must-win game yeah. for both teams, right? Like this yep. is uh, this is the type of game where I, I usually um, I, I'm going to side with the home team uh, simply because of that advantage. Because I think all things are you know Wake Forest defense going up against and sorry Wake Forest offense going up against NC State's NC State's defense. Yep. Uh, this is one where I, I can't decide if this is going to be a super high-scoring game or a super low-scoring game, yep. but I, I could see maybe. A couple of uh, a couple of uh, NC State forced fumbles or an interception sealing this one. I think it's going to be that kind of a day. Yeah, and I'm wondering and curious: Can Sam Hartman and company not get flustered when it does start going that way? Right when you do see these third quarter slips or meltdowns, can you recharge, regroup, get things centered, and refocus? That'll be the sign of maturity that we probably we were starting to see last year from Sam Hartman and the boys. That I hope we continue to see with At Perry, Donovan Green, and the like. I know they don't have the same net horses in the stable necessarily on the running back side but they certainly have you know things in front of them defensively that they didn't necessarily have last year so it's going to come down to Kim MJ Morris the new quarterback for NC State who's clearly the 
you know, favorite to be the starter and he's QB one and all the things. Can he make sure that it is a decent matchup and it isn't just one sided, especially offensively. Now we're going towards the game of the week. It should have, I wish it was more exciting, right? I wish it wasn't as lopsided, but maybe you convinced me to be a little more excited about this one. The Florida state mm-hmm. Miami rivalry week. We all know what it comes down to. And on paper, Florida state should stomp all over Miami. Like we just, it takes you four overtimes to get 14 points. It should be <laughs> a bludgeoning. Now, the reason it's not going to be is because it's rivalry week and things happen. And we all know how that goes down. Convince us, all the people who aren't as closely tied to this, why this will be a better game than we're expecting. Well, I, I think it, it can be a better game if Tyler Van Dyke is healthy enough to start. Um, that's It's a big question mark here midweek. Um, I, when, when Tyler got injured against Duke a couple of weeks ago, it seemed like it was pretty serious. Maybe it's not as serious as we thought, cause he has been back practicing this week. Um, I, I do think that, uh, that Miami tends to err on the side of caution, whether it's a starting quarterback or anyone else, they've been pretty, they've had a lot of injuries this year and they've been pretty careful about trying not to force players on the field who aren't really ready to play. So I don't know. I think it's probably maybe a 55% chance Jake Garcia starts again and 45% for Tyler Van Dyke. And honestly, if if Garcia starts again, Miami doesn't have much of a chance. And I, and I think that with this one being, you know, you look at the different sports books, whether it's, um, you know, Florida State. I saw it on Bet Online within the last couple of days that Florida State favored by nine or nine and a half. I think the line has shrunk a little bit only because now there seems to be a chance that Van Dyke does start. Um, I think if Van Dyke does start, Candace, uh, I think Miami could have a chance to shock Florida State because Xavier Restrepo, his top wide receiver, uh, came back last week, and the two of them are pretty dynamic together if they're on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the area that Miami is healthiest in right now is wide receiver with Restrepo back. Uh, Jacoby George uh, has been back the last couple weeks. Colby Young has been looking like one of the best receivers in the conference for the last few weeks since he sort of came on. And Miami ran the ball reasonably well last week. Henry Parrish had 113 yards. Um, So, you know, they they seem to be making do with a banged-up offensive line. Uh, But again, if Garcia starts, he's just no confidence right now. He doesn't look comfortable going through his reads. They're super conservative when Garcia's on the field because I think yeah. the objective is just no interceptions, right? If yeah. we have to punt every drive, that's better than an interception. <laughs> Whereas with Tyler on the field, they'll take more chances. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I think something good for Miami is uh, th- their defense has been has been pretty dynamic the last few weeks. Uh, they they averaged seven and a half tackles per loss, uh, four loss per game, which is incredibly high. And, uh, and Leonard Taylor – uh, defensive tackle has looked unblockable recently. So I think that's something where Miami can can level the playing field a little bit. Um, you know, I think the big question here is, can Miami stop the run? Because it's yep. one thing to stop the run against Virginia. It's another yep. thing to stop the run against a Florida State team that averages 209 rushing yards per game because they've got about a half dozen players, including Jordan Travis, their quarterback, who can really hurt you on the ground. Um, so it, it's going to be really, really tough. I mean, listen, yep. on, on, on paper – Florida State should win this game by multiple scores, but yeah. it looked the opposite way last year. I mean, Miami was supposed, I think Miami was like nine point favorites against Florida State on the road last year, and Florida yeah. State pulled off the shocker. So 
anything's yeah. possible. And, you know, and, I, and ABC apparently feels so strongly about this rivalry, even though <laughs> neither of these teams are ranked. They make this a primetime game, 7.30 yeah. p.m. Like that, that right. probably shouldn't be the primetime game on ABC, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> I was over here like, is this on ESPN3? Because Miami has gotten the short in the stick, like at least ACC Network or something. It's, it seems like Miami games have not been on primetime. Yeah, know, you have this- to have like the rabbit ears on the side of your house to watch Miami <laughs> games this year. Like, I, I don't know how you can even like, – if you don't live like within two miles of campus, I don't know how yeah. you've watched these games. <laughs> but, you know, I think it really does speak to both the brands and what they could mean for the ACC as a whole and what they we're trying to do as a conference. And at the end of the day, it holds weight. Like it's, it's Miami, it's Florida State, it's a great matchup. Jordan Travis had a career day last weekend against Georgia Tech. He's probably looking to have that repeat of – performance that Florida State defense is nothing to play with I personally am excited because I know rivalry games bring out the best in like all parties it rarely gets ugly it could but I'm hoping that it's just one of those where Tyler Van Dyke is healthy enough to make it through the matchup but you are right Garcia he, he needs a confidence boost he needs something and you know maybe this is the game where he becomes a Miami legend right if you, there's there's one game to win right if you don't do nothing else you can have four overtimes blah 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 if you beat Florida State you don't have to buy a beer in Coral Gables at the end of the day. So maybe, maybe he's he, maybe that's this is the game he's been holding out for. We saw Tyler Van Dyke last season have that against NC State where there was just one game where he punched somebody in the mouth and you're like, okay, well, he's talking to talk and backing it up. Fine. Do what we do. So, you know, crazier things have happened. I know I'm excited about it and it's going to be a good matchup all the way around. That definitely is a trap game for Florida State. They can't take the Miami Hurricanes lightly despite the kind of poor season that they're having. But all in all, Great games. Like we mentioned, every single team in the ACC is playing. Every single team has a chance to really turn things around for themselves. So if there was one game besides Florida-Miami that we that you're going to watch this weekend, or State-Miami, I should say, is there one where you're just like, listen, guys, this is, this is going to be a good one? Yeah, we'll I mean, obviously, uh, I'm not reinventing the wheel when I say Clemson at Notre Dame. I'm going to be keeping yeah. a close eye on that. Uh, oh, man, I wish it wasn't at the same exact time. because I'm like, <laughs> oh, is that a mid-afternoon game? It's on the same time as the Miami game. But yeah. uh, I'm also going to be watching Syracuse-Pittsburgh because it's it's always a kind of a peculiar thing when, you know, four and four team is favored at home against a ranked opponent. So I, I, I'm going to be looking yeah. out for that. I think that, that, that one could be a massive trap for Syracuse. For sure. Luckily, you have your Elko era type on Friday night, so you don't have to worry about that. You have you have your Duke fandom that you can throw on, you know, one time for the Coastal, and we'll be good to go. Good to go. Alex, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Yeah, Locked on Canes. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked on Canes, and you can find the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your pods, and on YouTube. Just look for Locked on Canes. And if you're a hater, fine. We've had a ton of Florida State fans. Thank you for the clicks. They've been finding <laughs> us this week. we love the views we love the engagement you know all that good stuff luckily enough guys tomorrow we'll have the florida state man himself locked on Seminoles podcast host jersey drake in the building to give us some best bets going into the weekend for candace cooper and alex dono until next time